to the Tipped and Stiffed podcast with your hosts, Cade Almarez and Jared Sturridge. And today we have some very lovely guests, Jacob and Matt from Stone Theory. Yes, thank you. Yes, we are from just Stone as, Theory. Yes, just as lovely as you guys are. Now, <laughs> you know which what? one is which? I am Jacob. I'm Matt. Welcome to Stone Theory. Yeah. This is your first time on the podcast. It's great to have you here. Yeah. We're, a, we're a professional podcast. We don't have any prop guns here. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> ever goes on. Actors yeah. Union involved. Very no. Safe. no, not yet. I, I, oh, hang on. Bring that over here. Bring that. <laughs> give that to me. Listen to me. Give that. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Welcome. But to notice uh, triggered. <laughs> oh yes, I'll take a second. Oh Christ. <laughs> Matt, would you like I'm a prop gun? Would you like I'm a prop gun? Yeah. No. It, it's it's kind of like my PPK a little bit, oh but not quite. Oh, it's directors come in. It's a cap gun, even. Feel safe. Now. <laughs> no. Well, now I feel safe. Now we can safely start. <laughs> um, Damn. What do you do? What is Stone Theory? Let Stone, us in. Stone Theory is, I, I almost want to call it like a revivalist band. Um very i mean we're we're a bunch of fucking hippies there's no way around it right we we i mean we've been i'm been accused many times yeah we've been accused many times it's just <laughs> i mean it's like just a bunch of guys that like music from the 60s and 70s and right. mm-hmm. even before and some of us even a bit after right oh, I think stone theory is just kind of us five musicians coming together on that idea right of it being kind of a vintage style sound band you know mm-hmm. an opportunity to make our own music too right in that style now jared have you ever seen them yeah, we saw them a couple times. We, I've seen them. I've seen them. I believe two times. It's very yeah. good. I like the original. Yeah. Like it's, it blends in together very well. You know, with the covers that you guys do and the originals that you make. I like it. Kelly has a great voice. Kozak is very powerful on the guitar. You're a gr- great guitarist as well. You know, don't, don't lie to me, Kate. I'm not. No, because you it's shit on you shit on your playability so much. Like, you remember one time you're like, I have expensive toys but not good skill, and then I saw you play live and I was like, Jacob is definitely better than me at the guitar. <laughs> um, well, I've I've been doing it for 12 years now, so I would hope I'd at least be better than somebody. Right. It's the strive is always be better than myself. Right now, it's the strive to be better than Cade. Right. Which won't happen for a very long time, unfortunately. But no, I think that's that a good. Is good. That yeah, that's competition a good. Competition can be good like that. Yeah, it's it's very because I mean. I mean, he's he's an absolute shredder and i'm the blues guy right like the real like heavy slow blues guy right. and it's it's funny because uh josie rosales from earth mother um grabbed my les paul one time and goes man you've got a really low action you you must be like a shredder or something and i just kind of laugh like right i i, I try <laughs> And then Jake is very, a great bass player backup. Jake is so fantastic. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah. I love him Jake in, uh, in 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 Jake Cole in yeah. the Glass Hammock band. It was yeah. cool mm-hmm. watching him play the drums and sing at the same time. I always find that extremely impressive. Yeah. And you're a rocker. I'm drummer. on the drum. Yeah, I'm a drummer, you, man. I, I, I don't do much else than that. You know. He, he's a cooker. But you're good. I try to cast some fucking, spells sometimes. You, you know? do. You're a fucking wizard in a clown world. <laughs> 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 it has to be something. I mean, but yeah, it's very fun to watch you guys play. You guys get into it. I like uh, uh, how you know you guys probably don't call it dressing up, but just your aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's we played a gig at a bar in Muskego called Irish Cottage Two, and the owner came up to me afterwards and said, "You know, I'm really into the costumes. I'm just like these aren't costumes, man. This is a day to day thing for us. Right? You guys mm-hmm. dress like this." Day to day. I mean, Every, I don't. It's kind of a new thing for me. I'll be honest. You okay. Know? So like, Matt's a poser. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, no, I'm a little bit of a poser. I know who I am. <laughs> he, he, so, he jumped on the hype train. You know. Right. I mean, I come from the cornfield, so I mean, I, I don't dress. I never dressed like this when I was younger or nothing like that. You where, know? where are you from? Where are you from originally? Trever, Wisconsin. Right. Really? Okay. Cool. Trever. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's it's only thirty <laughs> minutes from here, but it's, it's we went fucking paintballing you know. there like. Year, year oh, ago, yeah. Promised Land. Yes, Promise Land. Dude, I've lived there all my life. Up. I've never been there. It's, f- it's awesome. <laughs> if you I believe it. Like kids up awesome. all day and adults. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. religious. Yeah, that's got, what I thought it was. I thought it was some it's sort like of a, like camp. Thing. Yeah, they pray before they go out. Before we go out and shoot. Yeah, they got mad at us for like wearing a mask. Is that religious or tribal? Like, during oh, like the quarantine. That's very interesting. They got. They were like. It's that sounds like small. Like I. So I'm from 
a dinky little I, I call it the ashtray of southeast Wisconsin uh, Union Grove <laughs> Jesus it kind of is I mean, <laughs> yeah it's bigger than Trevor it is it is it's it's, it's funny because people always think you know we're a bunch of drunken rednecks and that that's correct but <laughs> yeah I, I would agree with that it's, at least yeah. have a downtown uh, it's, right. it's it's two blocks of like buildings <laughs> from the 50s that are unrenovated and abandoned basically welcome to Kenosha as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> southeast Wisconsin's kind of a not right. a barren wasteland, but I mean, it's it a comeback, man. Yeah, it's it's coming around finally. I think, you know, Chrysler leaving Kenosha kind of threw a wrench in everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, AMC was always a dying brand to begin with anyway. The economy is adapting. Yeah. Trying to. It, it realizes that its money is going to be in uh, alcohol, dining, and mm-hmm. living space. I will mm-hmm. say Kenosha has a couple very good restaurants. Yes. Like the food scene. Some of them. Yeah, if you've never been couple. to the garage, well, maybe two. A garage couple, is good. I can the garage count, is I can count them on my head, probably. But that's enough. I feel like for this size, for what mm. I need, right? Yeah, you know, because you have you also have like decent bars. Like there are some. There's many, many disgusting, horrible piece of shit bars. Oh right, yeah, in Kenosha. But there's well, some Wisconsin little gems. in general. Well, do you? Yeah. Do you? Do, it's pretty crazy here because you guys. Uh, you're not from Kenosha. I mean, Matt, you now live in Kenosha. You don't live in Kenosha. No. Uh, the rest of the band does live in Kenosha, I believe, right? Does Jake live in Kenosha? Jake, Jake lives in Racine. Racine. But there's still a lot of places to play around here. Yeah. Quite a bit. Sure. Like, you know, we talk about, like, you know, people call Kenosha Kenoa, but it's like, man, there's like seven places to play downtown if mm-hmm. you want to play. Yeah, and if, if you want to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, an art city, Kenosha versus Racine, it's Kenosha wins every time. Racine every, has a oh, very 100%. weird, like, anti-art sentiment sometimes, I find. And it's yeah. almost... I know I'm trying to practice like proper <laughs> discipline over here. And it's, it's just it's a prop gun. I'm just, <laughs> but um, I'm on the table. This thing on me, but <laughs> anybody, keep the motherfucking bang on me. But no, it, Racine is uh, you got to waistband man. Me. But no, um, Christ. <laughs> but no, uh, it's Racine is, they seem to kind of shun it in a really weird way. Right. And I mean, like when I went to, you know, where I went to high school, being Union Grove, mm-hmm. uh. If you were artsy in any way, you were kind of being singled out. And I find it weird that a lot of the guys I that were very into it stuck with it the way we did. Like Max Blunders from Spirit Shakers. I went to, um, well, we lived like about a block and a half away from each other right. for a long time. And he, I mean, he stuck with it. I mean, I figured he always would. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people I know that were involved in the arts just gave it up as soon as they got out of high school, if not sooner. Right. Well... What do you expect from a lot of people as well on top of it? You don't, if you felt, I think a lot of people when it comes to the arts, if you're really going to try to dedicate yourself to it, if you're in the, and you're in high school and you feel like you're getting pushed back the moment the, you know, the rest of the world comes out oh, and yeah. you're like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck yeah. This. It's, it was always interesting because Union Grove is a town that was really stuck in this like weird early mid seventies mindset of, you know, who the fuck like we don't need to be told what to do by these fucking hippies and yada 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 it was mm-hmm. like if you had were anything other than a very specific conformity you were basically shunned, shunned out of the right shunned out of your entire existence it wasn't right. like that in my high school you know even like we were out there kind of in the county but not really but you know arts at our school was you know it was a pretty big thing the band director we had a super famous band director his name was uh god i can't recall it off the top of my head but um you know yeah pretty famous to me right yeah um but um i did band all through my high school years and even in grade school and like i don't know i always felt it was very inviting even even though i was out in the county yeah because we you know it's kind of strange to think to hear that from you even just in union grove that was pretty close yeah it was only 20 minutes union grove had the same band director for about 30 years and then when scott walker was elected as governor he retired um, out of fear of losing his pension so my freshman year we got a, a new guy who was one of his former students and the band went from being like 120 some people like it was a big deal at our school to dwindling down by after the first two weeks of my freshman year of freshman year of high school it went down to like 50 some kids and then every oh, year wow. after that it was like down like marching band be down to like i think on average it was 36 i actually think sophomore junior and senior year of high school it was, we had 36 kids in the marching band and that would go up to like 55 well, by the time we got out of marching band you guys didn't have band. the right leader didn't have the right inspiration I, I think we had a I think the band director that came after him was the buffer 
Right. Nobody wanted to work with him because he wasn't the old guy. Right. And that when I was, I'd be, I'd be a senior, legends. never having worked with the former band director outside of a handful of times when he would come into sub or when he would come to the middle schools. I had freshmen talking to me about how great Sincata was. And it's like, you never even fucking knew him. You never even right. fucking met him. Like, how can you tell me, a guy who has only worked with him two or three times, how great he is when I know you've never even met the guy? Mm-hmm. You've just heard stories. And that was the whole, this whole mythos about what a band director should be and all that sort of shit. I think that's kind of stupid sometimes. It is. Honestly, it's, even especially when it's at like a middle school level. It kind of shows that like a lot of kids just need somebody to look up to in general. Yeah, but then you put it in the setting of like talent, I, and, and it I, becomes a, le- a problem with I don't know favor favorability and yeah, like yeah, yeah, and yeah. like thinking that like you need to have this kind of person in order to be talented or to be in the in something good. Yeah, and I, I find that matters. with music teachers specifically, I mean at any level, there's a certain level of pompous ass you must achieve to actually be considered a successful <laughs> music teacher. Unfortunately, oh sorry, Matt. I don't know if I no. agree with that though, because my uh, my music teacher in grade school was probably like one of the only things that kept me going into music. Because my parents didn't really support they like it's not like they didn't not they didn't not support it, but like they weren't like into it always, you know. And I was yeah, just like yeah. it was always just my thing to do. And like I had a really good uh, um, band teacher. Her name was Miss Ladansky. And yeah, she just like made me want to go to band, you know. And, I'll, and I'll that s- kept me. I was a percussionist then, so like that was really where. I started being a drummer. You know, oh. I always thought I was a guitar player, uh, but I mean that in the context too of in terms of like a bigger organization, like when you've got multiple music teachers directly working with each other, like college level especially. Um but when you've got a <laughs> school district, you start getting a lot of the whole like you know, like I had one teacher in college, he changed every definition for every single piece of music vocabulary to his own <laughs> definition. And I was like, how how arrogant do you have to be to like make right. me use a different definition that I've we've used for how many centuries now? Right. Power you, corrupts. Y- how long have you guys been trying like when did you guys pick up an instrument? How old were you? Jeez. I was uh fourth grade. Really? Yeah. My first thing I did was percussion and right. band. I uh I picked up the clarinet. In fifth grade, that's beautiful. And uh, clarinet was actually was actually kind of good at it for a while. And then I got like late seventh grade. I, I discovered the Beatles, and was just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a bass. And oh, I did. there's no clarinets in this. Yeah, it was, well, actually, no there is. clarinets. Yeah, once you sure, later on, there's like Sergeant sure Peppers. But I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a bass because everyone was a guitar player. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like there's there's maybe one bass player for ten guitar players. So I. Put, make make myself a commodity around this place and i i, I it kind of worked out but interesting no i i eighth grade i played bass and then towards the end of eighth grade i bought a guitar and then through high school it was just you know i was doing both so you you were listening to the beatles in seventh grade you were like th- you like that stuff yeah no i was always I, I didn't hear music until i was 17 years old i was locked really? in a box really for years yeah i i accidentally discovered rock i didn't hear music till probably seventh grade i can relate to that that statement you just said Cause like you know, when you're younger, it was just like whatever was on the radio. Yeah, it's you know, just yeah, whatever. Or or five the mix, in, like, you know, whatever. To be fair, like it, it's interesting because some of the stuff that my dad would play for in the car, like when I got older and like rediscovered them, because mm. uh, I think I, I, for me the beginning of my love for music, I never picked up an instrument in my life until I was 16. I never picked one up. I picked up the guitar. I got a guitar for Christmas when I was 16, and. My first like int- like learning about music was playing a uh, rock band with my family. Yeah, that was, was were the first few songs that I ever like really started liking. My first exposure was uh, Guitar Hero Aerosmith. Right, was my first exposure <laughs> right. to like rock and roll. And I was just like, dude, these guys kick ass. Right, I was listening to in middle school. I was listening to my dad got the Green Day rock band <laughs> game for the PS3. <laughs> And I started listening to Green Day, and then I just had them on shuffle, and that's when uh, Weezer's Say It Ain't So came on. And Dude, I remember Green Day yeah. was one of my first big bands. I yeah. Into. They, they were people. so I love fucking Green good. Bullet in my Bible. Too. I remember buying that live album for my yes. birthday. Fucking d- I remember when Killed. I used to think 21 Guns was like the greatest song <laughs> ever made. <laughs> like, why is this not? I got an Emmy right now. <laughs> but, but, I just, I remember do- Dookie being like, just like this landmark album in my life. is like, holy shit. Right. Three guys can do this? Right. I remember when... It's weird because I, I remember when Hot Fuss by The Killers came out and it was like this big deal. It was a hot fuss. Right. And I didn't understand it <laughs> until years later when all of a sudden I go back and listen and I'm like, holy... <laughs> <God."> <laughs> 
mine again. But no, I. Oh, that's warm. It was Ooh. in my pants. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you just caught deep, something. But <laughs> I probably already have caught something a long time ago. But, but um, I was talking about the killers. But yeah, but no, I remember going back and I was like, I was like, fuck, this is great. Like, holy shit. Fuck Mr. Brightside with the rest of this album. Right. Holy fuck. Right. I I think uh what was another one? Actually, before I got into Green Day, I mm. was really into like electronic dance music. I would listen to the Monster Cats YouTube channel, which is where yeah, they would debut. That's like that's like the how promoting sounds does for like hip hop music now, mm-hmm. like rap music now. They mm-hmm. did it for electronic music. So I would be like I'd be listening to like Skrillex and Tristam and Pegboard Nerds and mm-hmm. like really, I was like in seventh grade just blasting my earbuds with that stuff. That was my first. I see it now. Yeah. I it was my first. I really got into that. But then I started getting into rock music. Yeah, like big bands. Green Day. I loved Rush. Like Limelight. I Rush think Limelight was like the greatest song yeah. ever. Um, Rush is beyond words, man. And, right. And then I think it was a uh, from there. It was a. I became uh, addicted to listening to Weezer. Like in high school, I was. I Weezer. never had a Weezer phase. I loved. I I think I've listened to every song all the time. Back when I was younger, it was always, you know, it was always there mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I remember. I I remember. I did do something. I had to make like some cool project. And I called it like the, it was the Orange Album. And someone's like, "Oh, is that a Weezer reference?" Like, actually, that was a Beatles reference, technically, based right. on the White Album. But you know, I realized even then they were doing like that was all a reference to the White Album, right? The way they title their album just the Blue Album, the or Blue the album. Green Album. Mm-hmm. Well, then Metall- uh, Metallica's Black Album came up before or after Weezer's Blue Album. Probably I think before, it became yeah. right before because it. it was ni- Black Album was the '90s, correct? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think they were '92, so I think and Weezer I, came and the Weezer came out so in '94. Yeah. So because it was '94 was like. Not the beginning of Blur, but like the beginning of the rise of popularity of Blur. Then you had Oasis's first album. Right. Then you had, I would, at what Green Day album came out in '94? Was that Dookie? Yeah, that, yeah, that was Dookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, '94 is kind of a monumental year. Yeah, because in '92 was Nevermind. So you had the grunge going into. Yeah. But not '94 is such a weird wow. year because you had the beginning of pop punk. Mm-hmm. The fourth year of any decade is always crazy. Yeah, actually. That's Is actually it? a very good way of putting that into a context because 64, you have the Beatles breaking into America. 74, you've got the real rise of like, I mean, Alice Cooper's be the beginning of the Alice Cooper heyday and Rush becoming a really big Stuff thing. started getting a little heavier. Yeah. Stuff was you getting know. heavier right at yeah. 74. Then and then 80, 84 was, um, well, 84 was things like Van, Van Halen. Halen yeah. Yeah. Literally 1984, yeah. the album 1984. Yeah, but that's, when the hair band. Yeah. that's when hair band was like in swing. Right. That was, yeah. yeah. It, it probably is. coincides with when, uh, you know, more electronic digital instrumental playing was starting to become yeah, more popular. You, because you, New Wave just you know, ended in 90, it would have just ended in 1984. Yeah. And What's then going to happen in 2024? I never know. I mean, what, what else happens in 84? The Transformers. The Transformers <laughs> happens in 84. Remastered. Remaster the movie. But, <laughs> what do you I mean? The original. The, the nineteen eighty six The Transformers the movie starring Orson Welles. <laughs> Holy shit! How'd you get? Or, Wait, that's a real thing. Yeah, no. It's, You've never seen. Or, it? So never seen in that. the nineteen eighty six The Transformers the started, movie. Man. Here he goes. Orson Welles voices him. the primary villain, which is just a giant planet eating butthole in space that turns <laughs> into a really re- big no, robot named Unicron. He, Optimus Prime dies in that one, right? Yeah, in that the one? first that's twenty spoiler twenty five minutes. Into the film. <laughs> Forty years old. Twenty-three minutes into the film, they kill off Ruined. the main hero <laughs> and the main villain. Yeah, in one like fell swoop. It's a good movie. And then they kill off. Even before that, they kill off the entire main cast of the TV show, right. not realizing <laughs> that for all these like little kids, this is extremely traumatic. Right. This is they're watching like their their childhood heroes and friends just get slaughtered on the silver screen. Right. For Dude, well, how money. fucking cool is it when that kid had the, that suit where he could transform? And it was just like, remember that? The oh, it had like uh, Daniel, Daniel yes. Wilicky. That movie was good and horrible. Oh, at the it's, same time, I take it's it all so back. it's so good. That soundtrack is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. I will go to my grave with that on remember, my headstone. I remember crying when Optimus Prime died. It's, dude, I, it's traumatic. Dude, my, my friend Daniel. And then they just have him turn totally black and his head turned to the side. Like, to prove a point, though, no, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. 
Oh and then God. you see that it cuts to the Decepticon. Imagine waiting all week to see that on TV. You know, you're no, all no, it, was, it was the theaters. It was. It was a, it was a yeah. service oh production. God, it was one yes. of the biggest eight events bucks. of the summer. Mom, we gotta go. Spending eight dollars <laughs> and traumatize your children. Do you want to go to a movie? Yeah, but like, what's playing? <laughs> I want to see the new no, Bond. Really yeah, yeah. No one. time hey, to die. Stop pulling on that. Yeah, can you knock it? Can you stop trying to sabotage his entire thing? <laughs> I need a plenty of fiddles. Yeah, you need a you need fiddle with the gun. Can't rubber bands, now. just pull on. Yeah. Stop, oh, now loud. it's too loud. Now I can't do that. <laughs> I gotta give the give gun. Give him the gun back. This one doesn't move. Get him out of here. This one doesn't move. Twiddle your thumbs. Let me hold this one. Oh, okay. I might also won't squeeze the trigger. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm fucking hot fire He's here. just like pulling on like that, like the most sensitive part of the the Velcro. What? what it's interesting about? talking about fuck movies. Listen, the seventy. No, that's not your fault. No, that's no, not even. There's nothing coming out. Like what's coming out besides? I mean, James Bond will be Dune cool. Dune came out. James yeah, well, it, it was. It was. It, it. It was contender for best Bond film. In really? my, in my opinion, it? contender for best it. Bond film. Go watch it. See it today. Yeah. My my. I will say this. Me me and Man, me work. and the old lady went to see it. Uh oh. On was it Sunday? No, it was Tuesday. I think I can't remember the top of my head anymore. But we went and saw it, and uh, she 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 cried. Um, at the end of it, an old oh, man. Spoiler. Old man got up and walked out of the theater in anger. Like, <laughs> I've only seen two uh, of them. Is it gonna fuck up if I've only seen two of them? You're gonna miss. A, there's a lot of callbacks. There's a ton. I mean, like, they start the referencing the problem, huh? Is like, will I not know what's going on without knowing the callbacks? You're gonna need to at least have seen the Daniel Craig films to understand this movie. I've seen like no, most seen of those, them. We, yeah, I've seen. In terms of, so the callbacks are just like there's things he's like there's a they quote something out of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which is in my opinion the worst Bond film. Um, fuck everybody else that says otherwise. Whoops, but um. Throw that out now. Takes a stand. I mean, <laughs> but no, um, I know I will take a stand on that because there's people that they say George Lazby is the greatest Bond of all time, and he's not. It's Daniel I like Craig. Daniel Craig. No, Daniel Craig's great. Daniel it's, Craig is the best one. I think Pierce if Brosnan you, with the man. The issue with Brosnan is though is that he's it's so cheesy. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, so bad. I mean, you thought Roger Moore was bad. Those Bond films yeah. are f- like. Oh. Uh, we talked about the nineties. Carver great. News. It, Carver News Media. It's just. It's just a guy who writes a newspaper, I think, in Hong Kong or China or something. He's like, I'm going to start a war and conquer the world through my newspaper. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this plot line? <laughs> well, did you ever see the, uh, did you, what was the fucking one, uh, what Mon movie where Madonna, like, does the song? That's, um, Die Adele. Another Day. Is that? Oh, no. Oh, Madonna just did it. Yeah, that's, no, Madonna, oh. and she's in that movie, too. She's the sword instructor. Horrible. Um, yeah, that's no, Die Another Day horrible. is the worst Brosnan film, which is Horrible. a lot to say. Did you listen to the song. No, it makes sense when you listen to the song that they oh, had no, her they, made. There's a reason yeah. all those movies don't get put on streaming platforms and only like the good new ones and the old right. ones. They were. I on. feel like they were from an era where like, like people studios were just trying to get like pumping weird dumb. cash grabs into them and they were, and they were just pumping I think the they were movies from too. an era yeah. where they had an actor as a president and everyone was doing cocaine <laughs> wait isn't that kind of like <laughs> well this, talking is, about this now is even talking about? Die Another Day was I think 2002 uh, was it yeah that because that was the last Brosnan I mean, film well, actually and it, it was all the, adds it, up it was still. the last one before the reboot <laughs> math still um, good on that one <laughs> yeah no it's 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 uh it, I mean the Dalton films are the 80s um, and well, and, and some of the last Roger Moore films, which he he got a little long in tooth. I cannot give a fuck about 007. I cannot yeah. give a single fuck. Oh, I, I like the Daniel Craig ones. This is the thing. I'm so like I, when I watch old movies, you know how people were like, "Oh, it holds up." And oh, well, Bond yeah. films do not hold up. No, they are. But the thing, they're designed no. to not to. Yeah, I good. Mean, Desmond then Llewellyn as. Don't be Q. mad at me when I like the my favorite guy is the new one. Oh no! I, Not that no. you're mad. I'm saying other. Oh people. yeah, no. It's you it, know but what it's, I mean. I mean, mm-hmm. go watch the old Bond films just for. I mean, for anyone for Desmond Llewellyn as Q, because he's in Anon. Oh, no, not QAnon. I forget that like the character is actually named Q. He is Q. Well, it's, it's, it's for Q actual, clearance. Um, Major for Bothroyd. QAnon. It's adding up. It's what? Major Bothroyd is what his actual name is, which is a, which is a reference to a guy who wrote a letter to Ian Fleming saying, "I don't like, don't, I don't like James Bond's choice of handgun." That's a lady's gun. It's too small to actually do anything with. And it's like a 25 caliber, like little dinky Beretta. So he's like, yeah. you should get him a Walther PPK. That's that's the gun. 
And then all of a sudden there's this whole like big thing in the books. And then the beginning of Dr. No, it's a whole meeting with Bond and M saying, uh, your gun jammed and it's too weak. Uh, you're getting issued this new Walther PPK. CIA uses it. It's fine. And Bond's like apprehensive about change. And then mm-hmm. he eventually takes it anyway and goes, oh, I guess it's not that bad. He then used, he like, then used it for thirty some years, so it must have right. been pretty fucking. I mean, I bought one based on That's solely good. on James. Thank for you, thank you for the gun. When's the Q drop coming out? <laughs> one of these days, I'll tell you, kid. One of these days. I'm so sorry. Jacob doesn't understand this. October twenty sixth. I'm telling you. Oh, the, the, the QN and stuff. Or, yeah, you don't yeah. know anything about that. It's a fucking. Oh, no, keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's oh, a no, I, I, I had been on QN at one point on accident, just going through the internet. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" We almost like, lost them. Stone Theory would have never happened <laughs> if QN got you first. Jacob was this close. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jacob, you can't read it because they'll get you. Oh, they'll get. No, they're gonna get I've you. Gone, get I've gone through all that. Like I remember when Pizza Gate happened. Sucked on all these Facebook groups. That had me for a minute. Pizza Gate. What's funny? I was like, I was like, what, seventeen? It was 17. funny as it ended up being true. Well, half true. Ended, well, half true, yeah, but they they ended up busting a uh, they did sex trafficking a, ring in the back of that pizza joint. They did arrest know. people, but Hillary Clinton was not hanging out there, you know, putting yeah, kids in the bathroom. Yeah. It was a dump. It I was mean, a dump. What else do you expect? Yeah, it was. got to make money sometimes. That was the best. That was right when Pizzagate happened. Yeah. One of the best podcasts of all time happened, which was the first Alex Jones Info Tim Dillon podcast. The oh, my God. So yeah. fucking good. Oh, yeah. Everyone see people just what I just said was a hate crime depending depending on who you ask. Yeah, we're off YouTube now. We just got taken off YouTube. No. Really? No, I was gonna say. What? Oh, I was like, oh, wait, for that comment. Oh, for that in the comment. Yeah. Well, it's the moment that you, know. you tried to give Alex Jones any sort of because well, you guys are history buffs. We were we. I, I was talking to Matt the other day about fucking Graham Hancock. Yeah. And yeah. shit like that. Matt knows yeah, all about dude. that stuff. Brian but, Mureshka. I mean, I've got a god. Buddies. I've got a goddamn degree. <laughs> yes. You ever heard of the Earth Ancients podcast with Cliff Downey? No. Fantastic. Yes. I listened to many hours of that last summer. What are they talking about? Gaia, or is that a separate thing? It's a separate thing from okay. Gaia. I mean, okay. he's one of those guys that does stuff with all Earth Ancients, Gaia, you know. Mm. But like, he runs his own stuff, and like, he's the, one of the only Patreon guys that I subscribe to, and I don't know. I love his podcast. They do everything from like just ancient civilizations to technology to he brings you know he interviews people on it and talks brings on people that write books about it he's had he's he knows like uh graham hancock and a bunch of other people he like he was like a coordinator for um events all on the um east coast Hmm. and west coast as well too does stuff in california northern california i just a lot of stuff with uh aliens and stuff like that i've i've never gone down the alien hole i've oh, gone I down have. the graham hancock hole i mm. like that stuff well he does it like graham hancock does it's not like he doesn't give credit to any sort of alien it, you know right. it was us we know it was us yeah you know because you have stuff like that which is probably like the more refined version that we need from of like ancient aliens because mm-hmm. yeah. ancient aliens was m- the first hits, season was okay Dude, yeah. the first no. season was okay but then it, it just it turned into, into the no, realm just of ridiculousness then it was ancient like the aliens is, is hollow what got my about. dad into QAnon oh I mean that was God. that's the first that was, conspiracy that was dude. the first psycho that's America dude that was <laughs> ancient aliens was the precursor to people charging the capital we're clipping we're clipping Sorry, Bryce. We talked about the job over there. It's funny, is I just had a mustache like his yesterday. What the fuck? Why didn't you keep it on? Oh, because it was bad. Oh, <laughs> what? Like this no, listen, no, no. Insulting our no, it's, no, it's, my mustache was bad. No, see, my girlfriend gets this thing. She goes on about you know when she hates when I have the mustache because she goes, "You look too much like John Lennon," and I think you're gonna beat me. <laughs> that's not a real fair that's not real. no that is it's, it's it's an ongoing joke <laughs> she's like you look like john lennon and john lennon was a uh, wife beater and it's just like an, it's an actual joke with you and my girlfriend that yeah have you ever I hit am, your girlfriend no no she no she beats <laughs> me do you plan to hit her she, she beat <laughs> Dude, do you like you want to hit her? Like you don't have to. No. But like, do you, okay, oh no. yeah, next week Tuesday I'm gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna our make, producers like us to off the wall Connery quote. Well, you know, back in the day, sometimes you, you just you, you had to put them in their place. You just had to hit them. <laughs> Jesus. Going back to James Bond, but. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that video. Yeah, the Connery, the infamous Connery quote. It's got a backhand. And it's so bad because like the woman he's talking to is like. Do you think that's the right thing to do? And he's like, yeah, sure, no, do. So fucked up. Your mother's like, a whore. I'm Sean Connery. I hate women. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what it is, though. It's just, I mean, it, it's the. It, that is it, nuts to me that that was like just like the way things were. Yeah, I mean, I look at. 
I mean, even look at the 60s and 70s, you know, all the rock idols are like actors we look up to. I mean, Sean Connery is a questionable person. Roger Moore is an okay guy. Uh, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, Jimmy Page, all having, um, very, all being Eskimo brothers with the same uh, 14 year old. Right. <laughs> it's like, Not good. Yeah, it's, it's a little. Part of the club. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, how do you, it's, how do you separate? They were on Epstein's Island. Yeah, I mean oh, it's sure. or, 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 or whatever. Groupies or were the whatever original the, Epstein's yeah, Island because I mean, that, oh, that might not have been around back then, but there was something like it. Oh, yeah, no, there was there was accusations. Like, there's always been some um, like of the that, yeah. against the Beatles that they had gone to a um a club that was notorious for having a child prostitution ring run through it with some guy that they were uh, associated with, and whether or not it's true, no one really knows. They we know that they were in the club at one point. Whatever happened inside, we don't know. But John Lennon would never fuck a kid. He only fucks women who can't sing and not make music. <laughs> Zinger. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's I mean it's how do you separate, you know, your idols from the really fucked up shit they did that was just acceptable back in the day? I don't know. And I mean you really can't. Know. You gotta you gotta acknowledge like yeah, what they did was for for the industry or what they did for this or that was great, but <laughs> you have to remember, like they are still kind of pieces of shit at the end of the day. Like, don't uh, don't strive to be them. Yeah, was, was, was kind of wait, hold on. When that, was though. having sex with a fourteen-year-old okay? Right. I'm not saying Can't it was recall. okay or all Can't right. Can't recall a time when that was okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm saying it was just something that happened, and no one really did much about. Well, Jimmy Page it. Like, I think there was a time when like he kidnapped her and kept her in a hotel. She was 14 for years for a long time. No, no, no. When like. You're done. Yeah, he said it was a joke. Okay. You're done. Well, well Elvis, who, Elvis married a seventeen-year-old Priscilla, and he was. Oh, was Elvis when he, he was that? probably in his thirties? I no, like he 20s? was he was old now because he was born in the twenties, and he married her in the mm. late sixties. I know he mm. might have been right in his thirties yet. So. Mm. Just like, about that, was like, that was like a common thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I think marry, Chuck like Berry a, like married a, his first cousin. I think it was Chuck Berry had like mm. cameras in people's like toilets and shit. And then like there was that. the <laughs> the, ch the Chuck Berry piss party. The asshole <laughs> camera. Why would yeah. you want the poop camera? Why would you want? You no, know, he had he had actual security cameras in the bathroom because he uh, his excuse was that um he was concerned about waitresses stealing from the till. Um, didn't really put any uh regard into the legality of having a camera in a bathroom. Right. Um, Pete Townsend got caught with kitty porn. Which he then said was uh oh he did yeah which he then I said was that, like, he was doing it was for like a charity thing that he was researching about this and that and it's like uh, so you I know, just downloaded it really quick it's like uh, what, what what the fuck's really going on here Mr Townsend um <laughs> so let me get this yeah, straight that's the bullet, so Stone Three is a seventies revivalist band with less racism. Rape, less racism, less and questionable child porn shit. Yes, than much, the Who a lot yeah a lot than less. the Who. <laughs> <laughs> Um and and Eric Clapton less racist than oh Eric Clapton. Oh my god, that, that fucking yeah. that speech I gotta, he gives. I gotta, where he's like talking about keeping England white and all that. Did you ever hear about the, the quote he said when regards that? Where he's like, "Yeah, I, I got a, I got out of drugs Just, and into racism." Right. Which is like apparently an actual Clapton quote where it's like, "What amazing the fuck?" A man yeah, who the, knows the, what the, he is. The interview that he did after that, apologizing for it in quotes. Oh, where yeah. he's just like, uh, well, I, I was really drunk at the time. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. listen to like him speak, like speaking, and it's like, you know, for a guy who's drunk, you're very, together. very charismatic, <laughs> very articulate there, very articulate. Well, in his defense, he he was drunk. I guarantee that. Whether or not that it was an excuse for him doing it is. It, that's out of the question. Trunk, it's not. It was but not good. Clapton, words are so Clapton go. was a heroin addict. He was a an alcoholic. Well, let's go on the record here. Stone Theory and Tipton Sift. It was not good. It, yes, it was not good. <laughs> Very it not was good. not good. I, I agree with the statement that Kate has put it out. It was bad. For legal naughty, reasons, naughty, naughty, all bad, this bad, is bad. a joke. <laughs> bad. What do we have for time? Uh, we're at like 32. Damn, we really? really? We really just, that, that's been flying by. But yeah. Wow. Or should, we, should we get back to the band then? No, we've kind of jumped off. Yeah, that's the point. We get, we come oh, around. Is that, is that knows the point? Who you are now. You're stoned through your '70s revivalist band. You're based in Kenosha. The members of your band are Cade, Kelly, Jacob, Jake, and Matt. Yes, yes. And and, and we, we you have, have well, what do you guys? Well, we'll and then we'll talk about stuff that you might have on the way at the end of the podcast. Oh, okay. So that we set it up for right. okay. exciting things. That's how we do. I, see, the people, I see how this goes. Because the people who stayed guys. all the way here now, they're gonna want to know what's going on, right? That's and now how it works. Left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> took a whole. 
aside. Because it got a little wild there. It did. It got it did. a little wild. wild. I, my name in the band Jones. is the Wild Card, so it make it would make sense. Right. Gotta have a wild card. You ever watch It's Always Sunny? Uh, oh, no. Love is Always Sunny. Okay. No, I. He's Charlie. He's the wild card. He's I, I have refused He's the guy to that's gonna that cut show. the brakes. You should, you'd like that show. He's yeah. He will I'll cut the brakes. I, I was in, in a, the band. I was in a band many years ago no, before I retired. Called Kings and Queens. This is your first band. And yeah, first real band. Um, it was oh. God, what a fucking nightmare that shit was but uh they always like you don't watch always sunny i'm just like no i don't really watch tv it's for eighth graders but i love it yeah i'll believe it no it's it, it was one of those bands where we could never get all of us into the same space at the same time and then yeah. the singer and the guitar player were always going at it the drummer and the singer were always going at it like no one ever got along and i was they wanted to be like a, a rock band but i was the only rock guy like in the band i had we, we, we they were we all practice in Whitewater, and I went to the the house that they had been sharing together. And it's like all ten thirty in the morning. I walk into the kitchen, I'm like, oh, it's just a bottle of vodka. All right, cool. And the singer comes downstairs. She goes, "Did you just take a pull of vodka?" And I'm just like, "Yeah." And she goes, "It's ten thirty in the morning." I'm like, "Yeah." You're like, <laughs> "No, it's yeah, old, I'm, no, I'm, right. I'm, I'm nineteen. I'm nineteen. 19. I had a uh, no. You're right. We, by the way, there's been times. Nah, she's you, wrong. You're in the morning. You, you you're right. I know. Beer. Right. There's been times where we woke woke up in the morning, had a beer. See, I was I, I wasn't like a beer drinker that, until work, he would do that. Yeah, or that's after, or after that. work. I wasn't yeah. a big beer drinker until uh, the night I turned night before I turned twenty one. It's I mean we always had Rolling Rocks to get around back in high school, but it was I mean high school was it was a hardcore party every moment of the day, every day of the week. Like it was anything went for the most part in that building. We actually um we there was a smokers policy in the in the shop classes about where you could and could not smoke and what to do if those areas were, like, unaccessible or locked or something. And the, the real rule was uh, go in the bathroom. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we got we got away with a lot of shit. I remember building a right. Chevy 350 in the in the side room, just chain smoking the entire time. Like, That's guys, nice. you got a week That's to get fun. this fucking thing to run again. We don't even have any tools. <sighs> Fuck. You were smoking <laughs> at the school. Yeah. Yeah, openly. You're right. That school was in the 1970s. Oh, it it was very it, much yeah. in the That's 70s. In it the was 70s. D- drug use was almost encouraged. Was the racism also in the 1970s? Oh yes. Take it all away. Oh, Here's the thing: is I didn't really, I didn't understand the connotation of the Confederate flag being not something associated with Leonard Skinner until like I got to the end of high school, and then realized like, oh wait, people like, this is like a thing that people don't like. Oh my God! What? It's like I just thought everybody was a big Skinner fan. Like this is, there's, you mean there's people that don't like other people? Like holy shit! I thought this was, I thought everyone was a really big Leonard Skinner fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it was a really weird like oh like awakening <laughs> where we we would have Skinner shirts that had Confederate flags on them, and the school would be like, "You got it! You got to get! You got to take that off! You got to change!" We're like, I'm a Leonard Skinner. Why? It's dude, it's, it's the best s- fan in the Leonard, world. Yeah, we dude, we were diehard Skinner fans. I still have a diehard Skinner. Oh man, I'm not a racist. I'm a Skinner fan. Well, the skies are so blue. But no, it's it. That's the thing is that we. I think we had maybe fifteen across the entire school. Fifteen non-white kids that went there. Right. So I was, I you know. And was it rough for them? Not Did people bully them? I not really bullied. It was just like you know they were very much outcast because they weren't listening to. Well, I was an outcast too because I didn't listen to country music. Right. There was really there was like three clicks in that school. It was all the kids that wanted to be like hip hop stars on like World Star when it was still a big thing. You had the Hicks and they just listen to country, and then you had like the well the preps, which is another situation, and the burnouts, which were like. The guys that sat in like, you know, in a 1998 Mercury Mystique with the windows cracked about a quarter inch in the dead of winter and we'd all smoke three cigarettes a piece in a half hour before school, get out of the car, hit ourselves with axe and thought we smelled fine. This is what you need. Listening, listening you to thrash that. metal. I, I did need, that. I, I, that. I needed a better high school experience. I got a decent one, but I needed a better one. We, you I wanted that. that. We had a, there was a free yeah. parking lot. And I, um, there was the student parking lot that you had to pay for bastards yeah and this free gravel lot called the legion lot and that lot was a oh, fucking mosh pit yeah every it's uh, a rally it's a it was it was like it, it, it was like being in woodstock man because you've got like 
at least 35 different pieces of drug paraphernalia being passed around at any given moment. Like car to car, even? Like people walking Oh, no, around. we were, it'd be like seven inches of snow and be out there and like, you know, whatever. Just waist high snow, whatever, you know, whatever the fuck. It just passed around bowls between each other, like in a fucking mosh pit. There was one time that, um, a couple of uh, a couple of people Grove, not affiliated with um, Union Grove and uh, possibly affiliated with some other um, bigger organizations came down to get some money from someone that owed them some money, and it was two people that were not from the Grove, surrounded by twenty five uh, eighteen and under year old kids with shotguns, and it was going to be a bloodbath. And it was like one of the first things I saw in my freshman year of high school was like a, an almost massacre. A lot of blue on blue would have happened that day, but it's character building. It was. I, I would not be the same person. You if just I had said not the American that. dream. I don't know. I didn't yeah, think anything I, was weird about no. that story at all. It's just I don't know. It's it, high school for me was wild. I actually I really enjoyed high school, and I know a lot of people that say they really hated it, but I had a lot of fun. Good. Probably because I was inebriated for a lot of it. That's can be good and then become not good. I mean, I was. I mean. Not like I made honor roll or anything, but I, you know, I passed everything. <laughs> I was like, I was like, a, I had like a three point two something GPA throughout. You did fine. Yeah, you, you did, did what fine. you needed. Where'd to you do? go to college? You're supposed to do Parkside. You went to college. Look at yeah, I went to you, went to college. You went to an college. educated man. Yeah, he's an educated one of the, man. One of the more regrettable decisions you got a piece of my life. Of paper. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a beautiful wall. You went for the four years. You committed. I went for five actually. Nobody told me that full time was actually fifteen. So all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, I gotta have 120. Like, oh, I can do 17 credits in my last semester, which happened to be the semester that we went to uh, the 15-day lockdown that we're now on day 471 of, I believe. So you just got out of college not too long ago. Yeah, May uh, last May of 2020. Right. It's got it ingrained in his memory. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I've been counting the days. Two weeks of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Listen, we're if you're doing the seven-day binge, which is obviously. The seven day binge. You're always on the third day. What are you talking about? The seven day. B- it's actually a Marilyn yeah, Manson reference. Um, I'm not a Marilyn Manson fan, but uh, he has a song called "The Seven Day Binge," which is just about just partying or just being an, basically a drunk for a week straight, and just mm. just drowning yourself out with drugs and alcohol. And throughout the song, he goes, "And on the third day of the seven day binge," and he always says, "On the third day of the seven day binge." It's always oh, the third you're day. Always on the third you're day. always on the third. It doesn't matter if you've been doing it for 15 days. You're on the third day. Right. Which is kind of how you you live out that sort of lifestyle, which is just you're constantly inebriated. It's not a good right. thing, man. No, it's not, which is, you know. We so, should get that so, try. Sobriety sucks. Yeah, we should do what uh, Trevor Moore did from Waste Kids You Know. Thing. I mean, I don't know if he act, probably didn't actually No, he didn't. That. Yeah, rest in peace, but, Trevor uh, Moore, by the way. So yeah, that's good where he just gets drunk for like a month. Yeah, he does yeah, it instead of doing the, the, the supersize me with the, with yeah, the he McDonald's. Just, he just yeah. drinks. He just drinks. He's like, I'm going to drink only vodka or <laughs> some <laughs> shit like that. And he's like, my liver is failed. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's no, like it's, almost dead so at the end. Screaming at his I, girlfriend. Uh, I had mostly quit drinking. I mean, I, realistically, like, I'm, you know, I used to have a glass of whiskey glued to my hand all the time. But now it's one of those things where, you know, I've, I've given it up. You know, it's about time. And I f- it was fucking terrible for that first week. But the amount of weight I've lost. Right. It's like holy shit. That's where this. That's where that other that the freshman fifteen like actually existed, but not when I was a freshman. Right. I've. Yeah. That's how. We know some people, some comedians who like just quit at around your year. What twenty four, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. That's where some people we know. Timmy D quit. Timmy D quit at like twenty six, but he was also like a coke fiend and a pill addict and a drunk. He was deep. 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 He was deep. deep. Some crooked little booze, cherry on top in the morning. Yeah. I never, I never got into drugs. Perk thirty one. I never. Yeah, was, I, I never, I never, I never took any drugs until when I was uh, eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I smoked first time when I was uh, smoked weed first time when I was like seventeen. Right. So my my like parents it. tried for years to bust me on anything and they never did. And then one day I was working on my car and then I got I a did. hot rod. No, I uh, I saw this towel on top of the tool. I was like, "What the fuck's in this towel?" And I grab it and I open it. Opens up and a fucking pill bottle of pot falls out of it. And at this moment, I realized I had busted my dad. Oh, and got him. years. You bust this, the like, and the I bust sat you. on this information <laughs> for probably three years, maybe four years. And my mom one day, I made a comment like, "Yeah, my hey, dad's car smells really weird." And she's like, "What do you mean? Like, it smells like reefer." She's like, "Well." 
you think your dad smokes reefer? I'm like, I know he smokes reefer because I've busted him and I heard you talking about how he was smoking pot in the basement of your mother's house after she died when they were cleaning it out. And it's just like, my mom, like the look on her face is like, oh no. Oh no, my hip, my hippie son has busted my hippie wa- husband. Holy shit. You're just like your father. There was, there was, when, I first, when I first got my Cordoba, I... My, Wait, what he, yell? he yelled at you and he's like, where'd you learn this from? He's like, I learned it from you, dad. I learned it from watching you. So I, you did this. When I, when I first got the Cordoba, my, me and my buddy went cruising and whatever, and the blower motor still worked, so I had heat going. We would just roll the windows down because we'd be smoking cigarettes, whatever. And... He roll. He got out of the car. I dropped him off at his place. He's like, all right, see you later, man. I didn't realize he didn't roll his window up. Mm-hmm. So I go home. I roll my window up. And my dad next morning goes, hey, did your car smell funny? I'm like, I mean, yeah, it kind of does. He goes, well, what does it smell like? And I go, kind of like vomit because somebody had definitely vomited in that car like in 79, last night of the disco at Studio 54. <laughs> but he goes, God damn it, Jake. You're going to go to fucking jail for this. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, He's basically accusing me of smoking pot, letting the like leaving a window down, let the car air out. And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I didn't what the fuck." And he's like, "Why'd you leave your window?" I'm like, "I didn't know I left it rolled down." Well, didn't you feel a draft? I had my window rolled down too. It's like how would how would I know that there's a draft when there's a, a there gap a this big that's just letting I air in it. on my side anyway? I had the heat going too to blow the smell of cigarettes off me, and just like. How would I know? And it was just this dumb moment. Even my mom's like, "Now wait, wait a second. Like, hang on, honey. What do you wanted to get you so bad? Yeah. Or were you high? No, I wasn't. Okay, okay. Because I'm gonna say I'm horrible at being questioned when I'm high. No, I've I've, I was only I was I've only ever been stoned around my parents once, and I was like, "Why do you look so guilty?" I'm like. I don't know. And then just walked out of the house. Dude, no, <laughs> I came I in to grab a phone charger and just walked out like as soon as I could. It was a very tense situation. Right. I had once hit uh, what's called a gravity bong. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I we had made yeah. many gravity bongs when I was in high school. Crazy. And I walked into dawn for 24 hours. <laughs> realizing that it, I forgot it was Thanksgiving and I was hanging out with friends. And I walked into my grandparents' no. house because my, my parents called me over. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they called me. They were like, are you, coming, are you coming over soon? We're about to have dinner. And I was like, dinner. And I was like, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I, dude, I was the highest I had ever been. I was high, and I drove my way to the fucking gra- my grandparents' house, and I walk in, eyes bleeding out well, of how, my skull. How, how long <laughs> after? Oh how long after this gravity bong hit was it? Thirty minutes. Oh my god. Thirty minutes. Holy <laughs> shit! You lived? I li- I almost died. I went to sleep in someone's room. Oh I said I was like god. sick you or something. Poor man. It was bad, dude. Holy it was bad. shit! Can we do that this year? We could. <laughs> I was I was asleep in a bed for like five hours. It was oh, this dude, old person bed, yeah. Tempur-Pedic. I fucking knocked well, out. Listen, the the post gravity bong hangover of just like, holy fuck, I am high. My life is over. Like yeah, we, no, you really like think you're gonna die for that? Like you, yeah. like I can't fuck, I can't function. What the fuck, dude? The first time I did dabs. It was Never after done a, ba- a basement show that we did. <laughs> and my friend was like, come out to yeah. the car, let's smoke. And we were in there, and he takes out all the shit. I'm like, this is real drugs. He's like, no, don't worry about it. This is real <laughs> drugs. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> like, like from Lucifer, the torch involved, it's real drugs. Yeah, it's like uh, the scene from uh, Lucifer when Amanda goes, yeah, these are some good drugs. Right. It's, it's like. But no, he, he's bad. doing it, and. Uh, we smoke and I remember I'm just like we're I, we throw we're in my granddam we just throw the seat back oh, parked the in the grand, driveway granddams parked in the driveway and we're just leaning back and I'm sitting there and I can feel it coming up and all of a sudden like a little thought comes into my head and it goes this feels like a coffin and I was just like oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man I was like dude was uh, like, hey friend I gotta go <laughs> I opened the door and I went into the living room and was just pacing. My girlfriend at the time was just like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, man. There's a bunch of people in the basement because everyone was leaving still. Like, it yeah. was right oh, after the show. Like, so, like, the we were show, in the still 20 people. I'm still there. like, the adrenaline's still there. I'm still <laughs> yeah. have to say bye to everybody. And it's just like, I was laying in the granddad. I remember, like, immediately, like, heart, like, jumped out of chest. Um, there, like, wow. there is, there like is nothing more intense than being way too high 
and playing Star Fox on the N64. <laughs> you put that shit in first person cockpit view. Oh, oh my god. god. It's another dimension. You 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 are I locked do, in. I'll be doing that recently playing Battlefield Battlefront 2. Oh yeah. I okay. go first person just run around. I am a droid. Battle like, I'm on the, I am <laughs> on clanker. I'm on a freaking different Watch planet. Watch those wrist rockets. <laughs> just like the simulations. Dude, my favorite god. one my favorite one is the get hide and play Minecraft though. That is the oh, best. I, know, I it's, love it's, just it's just Battlefield click, 1. Click, 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 click. When you when so you nice. start doing like the like um uh, San Quentin Scar when you're at that beginning of that when you're in the trenches it, it when you have all the HUD turned off and like you it's it is intense mm -hmm. when you're sitting there like you're on a Maxim gun no you're on a Vickers gun because they had the flippy bit um you're on a Vickers yeah, yeah the, the bolt was you, a, the bolt was a flippy handle but you're on a you know, Vickers gun, and you're like, I need to mow down at least three thousand British soldiers <laughs> to protect my line because this is the new German border. My um, associate, it's beautiful. My uh, I always, I always, for whatever reason, when I was younger, maybe a little bit younger, I would play like a really competitive game, like a sh first shooter, first person shooter kind of game, either like CS:GO or something oh, like CSGO. that. Mm -hmm. And oh, I would CSGO. always, I would always. For whatever reason, instinctively, like start drinking a beer before playing it, and then I would be like buzzed, and I would just be like screaming it to the microphone. I wouldn't, <laughs> be to, I wouldn't be able to line up my shot. A beer we would be playing. Me and my buddies would be playing yeah. Warzone, and I'd be there'd be nights where I just the house to my fucking self, and right. I would just be, you know, belligerently drunk, just screaming, "Get that motherfucker! He's on the fucking second floor!" Just like screaming. just pro level callouts. Right. And my girlfriend saw me and my buddies play Battlefield one time. She goes. How can you guys communicate so well? But I hear you talk about your job, and you, there is no communication. I'm just like, because this is this is serious. You're like, this is life or death. The Germans are charging my my line of the trench. I <laughs> I'm not losing this. It's almost well, simpler. So it's, it's primal. Oh, it's yeah. very. I, I think this is why I probably have such bad like you know recurring war dreams now. It's it's really it's. I don't know why what I dream up being about? in like World War One or World War Two or even Vietnam. You want to kill people. I don't want to say I want or to kill people. Do you feel like you have in your head? Wild card. Wild no, it's, wild I, have, card. I, I came from a military family, and I'm you. I'm part of the second generation to skip, to skip the military. So it's like Fight Club, the movie Fight Club, where he's like, "There's no more war to fight." Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you my go to the Middle didn't East. like to talk about. See, my my great uncle was in Iraq, for an oil company. Vietnam, and I hear oil. That shit is mine. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Listen, no, I'll, I'll join the forces if they let me choose what oil company I fight for. I I would <laughs> join I would join the force if they allowed me, if they allowed me to pick what I had for for loadout. Like I want I want my I want my Garand I want my PPK I and want your a, Cordoba. Yeah, I want to drive <laughs> I want to drive into battle in the Cordoba. Like that's like almost like a cavalry situation. Except like a, like a stand is out the window. But it has to be like a if you're we're gonna go into a war it has to be like a good one like one that you can justify or is it gonna be anyone? Oh, no. Listen, so here's, here's you mean like Blackwater agent Coca Cola I will, Panama? Yeah, if I, listen, if I gotta be a spy, I'll be okay, a spy. there's just something about being in that jungle. Just <laughs> 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 no, it's like my my uncle, my you know my great uncle Mac Visag, he you know he's about my size, so he was a he was a tunnel rat, mm -hmm. and he fucking loved the war. But it's one of those things where he brought back some souvenirs, and I, I feel like, you know, if I was in, like, in World War II, I would have such a problem with looting. Like, I'd be grabbing every Car 98 Mauser and Luger and uniform off of every everyone that I found. Like, you just have a bunch of, yeah, World War II, you just have be like SS knives all over you. Oh, just, just, just like, piles of, like, be walking up with an extra, like, 150 pounds of gear, just like, <laughs> oh, you want, like, one of my four SS daggers, or I got, I got, like, these three Lugers or a P-38. Just take <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I've got an MG-42 in the crate back at the base camp. Right. Like, like, that's getting shipped home in a week. People just would do that shit. They yeah. would fucking, they would send crates, uh, stuff back, yeah, and they I, just wouldn't check what's in it. No, that no, it was because back then it was American dream. Yeah, you were allowed. Yeah, you were looting was a great wartime tradition, and you could legally own and register a machine okay gun. Yeah, and the, the trick with the MG42 was it has that that nose cone. Right. And they had to cut the nose cone off to fit it into the case because they built the box specifically to be the size of a Mauser 98. Right. Um, that the Germans were using. 
So they, you know, you could, you know, stop an MP40, stop a machine gun or MP or a Sturm Gewehr 44. How many of those do you think are flown around America still? I know of, a, I know of a couple. Many. There's, I, there's I, a I lot. No, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. They're, they're underground though. They're in a safe. So, I mean, they're they're, they're, they're almost all private they're probably collection. Probably all on ranches and people just <sighs> yeah. It's almost all private I collection. I, I knew a guy that had a 1921 Thompson. An original one. Yeah. With the he and actually had the fifteen twenty one Thompson. Yeah, and he, he it was it was it was full auto and it was his dad's, but it was registered to his dad. And when they passed the nineteen eighty six, um, all the Hughes amendments and the NFAs and stuff like that, it became a real nightmare to transfer this thing after his dad died. So he ended up having to, um, basically will it from his dad's will to another to a private collection. Well, but I got to, I got to handle it, and it was one of the most incredible moments of my life getting to handle an original 1921 with and he had the 1500 round drum magazines and you know it's the Chicago yes, type right yes fuck that's so cool beautiful piece of it terrible design fuck terrible that. terrible submachine gun oh but, my god yeah I but, shot a uh, I don't think it was a 21 it was definitely a, a definitely one from World War 2 though Oh, like and an like, M1 or an M1A yeah the god climb awful. is crazy it's they're it. terrible they are just the heaviest and they're, they're Everybody really I talked to, and they, they all, heat up like crazy. They, they all said like the Thompson was a burden, and we would pass it around every day. Like it was this guy th- on this day. It was this guy's turn to carry it. Next guy was that guy's turn to carry it. Right. It's they like, really had the grands. Yeah, and it, I mean the grand is no lighter, but at least it's a, it's a much more usable rifle. Right. Um, right. Or, my my uh, grandpa tells implement. me like he was in World War Two. I think he I think he joined when it was like forty one or forty two. Oh, but so he, like right right after the probably right around the attack. Yeah, it was like. Closing in, he he was just, you get to go through training and things like that, but he was more in like radio uh, okay, communication yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. That's going to be eighty five percent of military forces logistics. Yeah, fifteen percent is actually fighting force. But he still has a, you still had to train for that stuff. Yeah. and he like had a I think they had him shoot some sort of Thompson. They yeah. had him they had him work, work on one of them, and and it was one that would jam so much. But one guy who was in the front of like they were they were shooting on a line, it jammed, and he turned around with it just in the position saying it jammed. And everybody just fucking hit the, the ground. That's funny. And they you, grabbed him. They like smashed him. Yeah, you, you should will go get your to ass a, kicked for that. You get shit. beat for that. I mean, even that's now like you'll a still get a, a good bit of reprimanding. Oh, yeah. But back in then, I mean, if yeah. you watch no, I mean, yeah, any gun like, range, if you yeah. do that, the fucking someone will. You're in there. If you're in there with the right person, they'll rip your head off. Yeah, right then and there. Let's yeah, just rip it off. Clean. I remember. Clean. I remember trying to load my <laughs> no grand. Look. And you have, you can't load it like this. You have to kind of prop it up and then stuff that end block in. Yeah. And this guy was yelling. He was like, you, you, you can't point up. I'm like, how the how, you, you try to load this thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. a, my mind's basically brand new. Like, you try to load this thing. Right. Like, that spring is so stiff. Yeah. You are going to, like, I mean, the yeah, I, they're fun to shoot. Within though. 15 minutes of owning it, I gave myself M1 thumb so bad that I almost bled out in a parking lot in Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, because what happens when you push that damn thing and the fucking slide goes forward? Yeah, the and bolt. You just take which. Your bolt. Yeah. What what happens is if you have enough pressure pushed down on the end block, it'll lock on. It like the the bolt will lock, but if you don't push down it enough, it'll just f- slam f- free forward. Or if you lock it back on the yeah. follower instead of the actual the bolt catch, I could probably run like a clinic on the M1 right. at this point because I've I've handled mine. <laughs> Why so don't you many bring times. it? Is it in the car? Is it in the trunk? What no. Are we for time? No. Well, let's cool. go. Oh, this Jesus. was fun to talk about guns, of course, but <laughs> let's like go that. into stuff that's coming up. What do you guys got coming up? Um, on the 30th of this month, we have a show at the Kenosha Creative Space uh, right. for in honor of Cade's birthday. Um, he's our little man's turning 20. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Third, we love him though. Third decade of he's his like life. He's like our little kid brother. Now. Yeah, he is. It's <laughs> Even though it's only a couple years difference. Right. You know, but like <laughs> well, we've only we've only really only known him for what since. End of June? Yeah, yeah, end of June yeah, is when we all met up. So that's October 30th October 30th. Um, that is 8 to 11, yes? Yes, yes. And then oh, on indeed. November 13th, we're playing uh, Old Settlers Inn, my old my old job in Union Grove. It's a bowling alley, so you can bring your bring the kids. And uh, the week after that, the 20th, we're opening up for Would You Kindly at 58 Below. Yep. Oh, cool. We saw them oh, on the yeah, street yeah. by Creative Space. Cool. Very cool. Nice. And, and then soon we're going into the studio to start actually yeah, right. getting Hopefully things get a full on album. Tra- yeah. Okay, very cool. Really good. Very Shit. cool. And when you guys think you're heading into that? Um, that's going to be more like January. We've got we we kind of oh, not overbook ourselves. We we gig kind of heavy. This is the first time where we've had more than like a week or two off at a crack. Right. Yeah, we're looking and trying to get some time now to 
right. sit down and actually yeah. write, get the rest of the album together. So we'll probably see something from you guys in probably like six months or so. Five For sure. So yeah, so. probably. That, maybe that's definitely a goal. Very cool. Very Sweet. cool. So that's Stone Theory on yeah, everything. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, at all that jazz. At Stone period Theory, and then we're just Stone Theory on Facebook. Um Kate has a TikTok that is also the band's TikTok at the moment. Uh, Curly Harp Smith. Um, yes. He is. Uh, what is it? Maddie Fatty. Fatty Maddie. Fatty. It's Fatty Maddie. What's the numbers after your? Twelve seventy seven. Twelve. Yeah. Fatty Maddie. Twelve seventy seven. <laughs> That's me. Uh, the Cordoba Kid. That's it's my handle. Um, Very cool. I don't know what Jake's or Kelly's is, but Ma- uh, Cade's is also. Fine. I will have them. We will have everything in the description. Oh, it's Kelly Renee forty two, I believe. I think Jake's is just four. Jake Cole with some Jake underscores. Cole. Yeah, it's but Jake we'll Cole's people. Some numbers. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah that we'll is. Uh, we well, thank you guys for coming on. We have. Uh, yeah, that yeah is, thanks uh, for having yes, us. Thank you for this having us. A lot, a lot of yes. fun, man. Jacob and Matt from Stone Theory. It was a good time. Please, everyone, check them out. It was great talking to you guys. Thanks, good guys. conversation. It was fun. Had some fun moments. I'd say. Some ridiculous moments. Crazy. Got a little wild, wild there, but that's okay. That's, that's what this podcast is literally meant to be. That's good. Yeah. Um, but I thank you guys. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for everyone who for tuning in. Is the Stone Theory? Please check us out at uh, Tipped and Stiff on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere you can think of media. Tipped and Stiff the podcast website coming soon. We have a lot of exciting things in the work. We have a new producer, Bryce. With uh, that you all will have Woo. met the last episode mm-hmm. so lots of things and uh go mustache man very very good this was episode 41 stone theory check out and also forget check out www.ikenosha.com please they've helped us with everything here this mm-hmm. is the space that we're recording in thank you do you have anything to say no good bye everyone sausages